Hey folks, Gaming After Dark. Mondo, what have you been up to? Hey, what's up, man? Uh, been playing a lot of Stadia, which I know you hate. Uh, and I know you've been watching me play a lot of Stadia, but I've been busy with work and other things, uh, family life. But every time I get a chance to play, uh, I've been playing on Stadia. So I beat Resident Evil Village. You saw some of that on my Twitch stream. Uh, it, was, it was okay. It was all right. You know, I give it a, a good eight or so uh, out of ten. I described it as not looking like a Resident Evil game. Right. It, it didn't feel like one. It didn't look like one. Uh, I'm not going to get into it too much, but, you know, I did like some aspects of it where, you know, it, it seemed a bit like Resident Evil 4, but I also felt like they went just way too far off the ringer, you know, and I don't really understand what's going on anymore. Uh, ending, <laughs> ending, ending was interesting, I guess. Uh, characters were pretty cool, but uh, I think it, it peaks pretty early, in my opinion. Um, the first fourth of the game I thought were the best parts of it. And then the last bit, it's like, it, it starts feeling like just like the high energy, uh, quick action parts of Resident Evil 4, which weren't my favorite parts of Resident Evil 4. So uh, it, it was okay. Like I said, eight uh, out of 10 is probably what I would give it. Um, and I've also been replaying Resident Evil 7 uh, on Stadia because you know, uh, one of my nieces is, is really like taking to Resident Evil and I wanted to show her that one because I personally thought it was a better game than 8. Um, and so, yeah, I've been replaying that. And uh, yeah, every time I replay this game, I just like it more and more. It's just a good game. It's scary. Uh, I, I just appreciate the approach of horror and uh, exploration. Unlike Resident Evil 8, while it does have exploration, it's really not a scary game. Uh, there's just one segment of that game that actually got to me which you remember uh, but I don't want to spoil it for people um, but that was an interesting part of eight uh, seven I just felt like it was scary kind of all around uh, especially being chased in the house and things like that the family I felt were like was like just they were just better villains um, and yeah other than that you know I, I need to get back to Witcher I know I keep talking about it uh, after these games and then I've been playing some uh, Virtual Fighter Five that just dropped on the uh, PS4. Uh, which yes, is, which is weirdly, awesome. yes, weird and really cool. I know a lot of folks are super excited about it. Obviously, we hang out with a bunch of Sega fans. Yes, uh, I I subbed to PS Now just to play it. Uh, it's, it's that ten a month uh, streaming service that they have. So I downloaded it on my PS4 and it, it obviously plays fantastic. So I've only put in about ten matches or so. I've I have a pretty good record. I think I've lost two matches so far. Uh, of the 10 so not too bad i've been playing as blaze because he's mexican uh <laughs> <laughs> i like like his moveset pretty uh pretty good i haven't used him a lot uh i did use him when i used to play it on the 360 so i just went right back to him and uh yeah it's cool man it's a good game i'm I, I excited to see uh virtual fighter back finally it's been too long but it's not uh, gonna last long <laughs> no, it won't it won't uh, last, but at least it's here. We can enjoy it for what it is right now. This is like going. maybe like a few months of revival. I don't know what yeah. the hell they were thinking. Like it's so for those who haven't been paying attention to the status of Virtual Fighter, uh, it disappeared for a long time. I think the last release was uh, Final Showdown, which was digital mm -hmm. only for like $35. And I think that was like 2013. Yep. It was like a late stage Xbox 360 PS3 release did not come to next-gen platforms 
And now, like, I don't know, half a year ago or something, Sega did this, like, teaser where it was, like, Virtual Fighter Cross Esports. Yeah. And it was this whole, like, big, like, trailer. And then there was, like, a Virtual Fighter appearing in the ratings boards around, like, I think in Taiwan and a couple right. of other places and maybe South Korea. And then it they announce it, and it's for PS4 only. Yep. Mistake. And uh, <laughs> I'm sure Sony like parted because it's like it was an immediate PS Plus release. So if you had PlayStation yep. Plus, it was day one on, which is very cool. It is cool. But it probably means Sony had something to do with the financing. But I'm just sitting here thinking to myself, you didn't even like release a version of the game that's like a little bit souped up for like PS5. So right. it's not even an actual like current gen game. It's a last gen game what half a year into the current gen yep and it's like this is like your big like oh we're pushing into esports it's like no on a dead console like are you i mean it's it's gonna get ps4 is probably discontinued in the next year or two especially with the global chip shortage for sure yeah they could have at least released it on the xbox as well people would be able to play it on the series x you know and that because obviously you can play og xbox games on your series x which would have been nice, but I think, like you said, I think Sony helped finance this, which also is a bit of a red flag if Sega wasn't even willing uh, to put the money into developing a new one or helping port this thing. So it's a bummer, but I mean, I am still excited that we at least get it, you know? I just don't, I mean, I, I, I don't, I'm not convinced it's a long-term exclusive. I, I right. would say they probably will end up bringing it to PC at the very least. Um, yeah. But the other issue with focusing the launch on PlayStation is Sony's the one who will not do crossplay. Yep. Uh, so Microsoft and Nintendo steam, they're all cool with crossplay. Every major player, even Epic, you know, every, right. every, every retailer in the PC space is fine with crossplay. Microsoft is fine with crossplay. Um, and, uh, Nintendo's fine with crossplay, they but yeah. Sony does this crap where they like try to charge the developer for um for uh you know to allow crossplay to allow crossplay, which is just absurd. They try to charge; it's expensive too. It leaked. I forget how much it was, but it was it was some absurd number that they wanted for crossplay. But um, that's what happens when you're the leader, though, right? You can make those. You can play that kind of game with uh, developers. I don't know if there's a leader anymore. I mean, technically, they've been getting outsold by Switch for quite a while now. That's true. I suppose so. But PS4 still did, what, over $110 million worldwide? So in, in a way, when you consider who they're competing against, like they are kind of smoking the... Um... Oh, they're smoking Xbox. And that's yeah. still... The, the, based on the available data we have, that is still the case this generation. Yep. Right. Um, which is believable, because if you go on eBay... Even a, yeah. a, 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 a even the base PS5 unit is worth like more than an Xbox Series X, right? Without the disc drive. So yeah, I mean Sony's, uh, and and what's crazy is even with the chip shortage, the PS5 has actually outsold the PS4, which uh, had the best PlayStation launch ever, uh, right? Up until that point, so <clears throat> you you can only imagine if they weren't constrained by the the chip shortage, uh how many more units they would have sold. I mean, PS5 would have had a absolutely monster launch, if, you know, if they weren't yep. constrained by that. But um, 
and it's even doing okay in the Japanese charts, which which is a big deal for a home console at this point in Japan. Right. It's, it's Japan is overwhelmingly a handheld market. Yeah. And even um, then, they don't even have great games yet, you know? Like, their launch uh, titles were spectacular. I mean, they were okay. You no, know, they had Demon's Souls. That's a big Demon hit. Souls I mean, they, the remake, Japan, yeah. yeah, the Demon Souls remake <clears throat> is a big deal. Uh, the Souls games are big, uh, and Demon the Demon Souls remake is a pretty good remake. Yeah. But, yeah, until after that, I think the big thing they had, they just had Returnal. Um, recently, yeah. <laughs> recently. And then I think Ratchet and Clank hits this summer. Yeah, that's right. And Miles Morales was kind of a big deal, even though it was kind of an expansion. It's more uh, of an expansion pack, but it, I think it included the base. It included the base right. game, and it was upgraded for PS5. Yep. Which uh, a lot. I, I didn't play Spider Man, but a lot of people loved that game. They yep. thought it was really good. So I mean, a next gen upgrade for that is notable. I I will say. I'm not paying seventy dollars for video games. That is freaking absurd. I don't care what it is. I'm right. not paying seventy. Um, and Sony's trying to push that right now, and I feel like you know, I I, I don't. I guess I mean it must be working because people seem to be buying it in droves. I so. guess so. Yeah, I think we've just been kind of spoiled, you know. Like I, I, I just couldn't see it, and I I do remember in the '90s where that price was sometimes normal, right? Like I think we paid about seventy for Final Fantasy VII in in '97, uh, and I'm pretty certain we paid like seventy to eighty dollars for Smash Brothers on the N64. Yeah, but that was uh, way back in the day. Yeah, N64 exactly. games were seventy to to eighty dollars. You're right, but it was yeah. a cartridge, and there was right. there was a reason for that, which is the cartridges, <laughs> at least back then your cost to market on a cartridge was much more expensive than it is now. Actually yeah. now uh, the difference between like a switch cost to market and a, and a uh, PS4 cost to market is like, it's like three or $4. It's okay. not a big difference. It's still, it's still a big difference percentage wise. It's like 30% extra, but right. so, I mean, over the cost of uh, entire production run and printing millions of copies, obviously that adds up, but it's still, yep. It's not. That's actually a much smaller gap than it was on N sixty four. Yeah, for sure. CD, CD versus cartridge back then was was so ridiculous. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it was it was absurd. The difference in production. I believe cost. it. And back then, a lot of these games, like for the N sixty four in particular, weren't they manufactured in Japan too? Pretty sure, yeah. I believe right? they would print them over there, yeah. Yeah, because I think I'm pretty certain that even all the Genesis games, like Super Famicom, all that stuff. Yeah, they usually said like made in Japan, yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, which I'm sure was a bit more expensive than making things in China. But um, anyways, yeah, I'm with you. I wouldn't pay 70 bucks. It's just not happening. Um, I, you know, Game Pass, that's where it's really coming handy for me, right? It's like, you know, we got MLB and all that, all those big games like day one. Oh, yeah, the MLB, the show. That's such <laughs> yeah. a burn. That is such a burn yeah. on Sony. And it's uh, a $70 game for PS5, so it's crazy. Like, I just, yeah, and it's day one on, on, on Xbox, which mm-hmm. is ridiculous. Um, but anyways, okay. what are you, what have you been up to, man, on a uh, game wise? So, the usual, I kind of messed around like way weeks ago since the last cast. I kind of messed around with Deus Ex Revision, but I'm kind of losing steam on it. It's just, it's it's definitely got some old game stuff that I'm just kind of less patient with. Um, and then I also messed around a little bit with Halo MCC. I keep hoping somebody's going to do a co-op campaign with me. Nobody ever does. Uh, so I'm kind of giving up on that. And then uh, Rocksmith, of course. Uh, yep. Weekly. 
I do. Uh, that, that was actually fairly recent, but I haven't really been playing this week just because work's been in hell. Um, Yakuza Five, uh, but I got to the Haruka part where like the comp where it's like a rhythm game, and I'm not <laughs> crazy about it. <clears throat> and then uh, I have been playing Super Mario 3D World on Switch. I've been playing a lot of it, so let's talk about this for a bit because everybody who's listens probably knows I was a big fan of Odyssey. Um. Super Mario 3D World is is not as good as Odyssey, uh, and I mean that by like a significant margin. It's also yeah, probably I it's it. it's uh, not as good as Super Mario Galaxy One or Two either. Um, is it a good game? Yes, it's absolutely a good game. It's I would even accept arguments that it's a great game. Um, the problem is that I feel like so like each the way that Nintendo typically works with 3D Mario is it's, they kind of get like a concept. And they just take that concept, like for the whole game. So, like for example, Mario sixty four on N sixty four was just Mario in three D. It's probably like the purest three D Mario game. But still to this day, the chief competitor would probably be Odyssey. <clears throat> but it was like, hey, let's just take Mario and put him in three D. And because of that, it had these big open levels, and there wasn't really a gimmick. You know, it was just a really well made three D platformer. Right. Uh, Super Mario Sunshine had a gimmick it had the the you know the water mechanic and uh i think they called it uh the fl udd the flood or whatever mm -hmm. uh device <clears throat> um i have not played super mario sunshine actually ever so wow. I, can't comment, I can't comment on that one but it, that was kind of the gimmick and the game was focused around that gimmick why explain you uh, can't just say you haven't played it and not talk about it well, what do you mean? Why haven't you played that game? Even I played that game. I didn't play. I had a GameCube, and I did not. That was one of the Are games I never played it? on it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great game, though. I know it gets a bit of flack, but I thought it was really good, uh, especially back in the day. Well, I uh, actually have it on Switch. I'm kind of surprised, Super man. Mario 3D All-Stars pack. But, all right. Uh, no, I bought those to scalp, in all honesty. Oh, so. yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so they're still sealed. Oh, yeah. um, Dude, you gotta uh, play one though. You should play it. I, I uh, it. So <laughs> that game gets a little bit of flack, like he said. Uh, I did play Super Mario Galaxy 1 and 2. Super Mario Galaxy 1 uh, is, yet again, they came up with a gimmick of like, you know, like little tiny bite-sized levels or, mm -hmm. or parts of a level platforms, rather. So like instead of traditional platforming, a lot of it's like jumping planet to planet and these little orbs kind of replace the platforms, but it was a good idea. Uh, the execution, I think in the first game was not perfect and it had pretty dramatic pacing issues in my view, but it's a great game. Super Mario galaxy two, which it's unusual. If you, if you know anything about Nintendo, it's very unusual for two 3d Mario games in one generation. Yep. And the reason there was Super Mario Galaxy 2 is because there was definitely more left on the table as far as right. for them to explore with that gameplay concept. And if you're only going to play one, you should play Super Mario Galaxy 2 because it's basically where they honed down that gameplay concept to perfection. And they took it to it's really the maximum sort of apex that they, they could right. of that sort of that that variant of mario in 3d it's a yeah. really good game super mario galaxy 2 was probably the my favorite 3d mario prior to odyssey uh and it is probably it's definitely in the top five 3d platformers ever i think easily and i for a long time 
my favorite 3D platformer was either Jet Set Radio, which is still up there, uh, Sly 2, which I loved. Sly 2 was excellent on PS2, and uh, and uh, Super Mario Galaxy 2. And for a long time, it was really stagnant, and it hadn't changed, and there hadn't right. been anything that came along and threatened that. And then there was Odyssey. And Odyssey is like a one of those games that comes along, and I when I beat it, I described it in a word as magic. It was a game that like made me love video games again. And I just hadn't touched a game like that in such a long time. It's so well designed. It has its problems. It's got some frame drops here or there. But it's from a design standpoint, it's just pure joy, basically. It's just happiness. And um, it's a super well-made platformer. And for me, it became the best 3D Mario by a decent margin. Uh, and and sort of uh, toppled Super Mario Galaxy 2. Uh, so after I played it, I had not played Super Mario 3D World and I hadn't played Super Mario 3D Land. Right. And I was like, Jesus, did I miss out on another game of this caliber when <clears throat> I beat it? I was like, I, cause I mean like legit, the, the only other game I've played probably in the past five years that I would say is on that level. And it's in a different way, of course. And I, I don't love it as much because I, it's not as just like, it's not constant, pure concentrated joy. Like Odyssey is, but Witcher three, Witcher three is another game where <laughs> yeah. I played it. And I was like, holy crap, this is like one of the best games in this genre that's ever been released. Um, and I, you know, as, as far as Witcher 3, meaning Western RPGs, and I, I would actually say it's probably my favorite Western RPG. The main games that would actually threaten it would be the Deus Ex Human Revolution and, and Mankind Divided. But Mankind Divided, I don't think is on Witcher 3's level. Human Revolution is actually the better game in my view. Um, overall, even though Mankind Divided makes a ton of quality life quality of life improvements, but uh, that are really cool, and you should play both anyways. But anyways, the point is that <laughs> the point is that I like picked up Super Mario 3D World. It got ported to Switch. I'm really stoked about that. I'm glad it did, and it came with this addition, Bowser's Fury, which I have not played yet. I'm saving until I beat 3D World. But there's a lot of stuff I'm excited to check out in Bowser's Fury because a lot of people think that's kind of the next stage of Mario of where they're going to go next. Did you um, beat 3D Land? Is that what you, you mentioned? No, I haven't played either. Oh, okay. So I was oh, really okay, nervous exactly. that I kind of missed this caliber of Odyssey in the last two 3D Mario titles. And uh, I'm relieved to say I did not, but also slightly disappointed because I was hoping that it was going to reach that level because that type of that a game of that caliber is so rare. And uh, it did not reach that level. Um it's still a very good game, but it there's just like the the concept. Just to go back to the gimmick, the gimmick in Odyssey actually is like there really wasn't much of a gimmick in Odyssey. It was kind of I guess you could argue a little more open worldy mm -hmm. um, uh, than prior Mario games. Yeah, but the uh, bottom line was it was actually probably the closest thing to Mario sixty four since Mario sixty four for 3D Mario titles. The gimmick in 3D World is kind of this idea of like a diorama level. I don't know if you agree with that. that. That's what I would describe it as. You have a, a much more fixed and controlled camera angle. You don't have free camera control. And because of this, or maybe it's also just that Mario, like, especially after playing Odyssey, Odyssey Mario controls so accurately, so well. It, 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 he's so snappy and you feel like you're in control of Mario the entire time you're playing the game. With 3D World, 
this feeling of precision is not there. It's it's just not. It's it's still a well controlling game, but it just doesn't feel that way. And I'm partially convinced that it just doesn't control as well. Period. As Odyssey, which I think is pretty likely because this, this if you watch people play Odyssey, there's just a level of finesse that's there that I don't think is is necessarily as feasible in 3D world. But the thing is, is that you also have this camera angle that is just not as flexible like so in odyssey you can move it wherever you want it's 360 with 3d world it's like you can move it to fixed points and you can zoom it in and out to a certain degree but you're still kind of always there's always this big feeling of separation from mario because they're kind of trying to do this like diorama isometric level view and it's not comfortable and it leads to misjudging jump distances and other things that were kind of common back before 3d games happened in the first place if 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 folks remember on genesis or snes before 3d graphics were widespread a lot of the time they would try to create sort of the impression of 3d by going with isometric isometric yep um and it was pretty bad for a lot of genres <laughs> and difficult to control there i mean the first game i think that did it was a uh, zaxxon in the arcades which was actually mm-hmm. a sega title but um nonetheless and zaxxon looks cool to be fair it, like cool. it, it looks cool i've played the actual arcade cabinet it's, it looks cool in person but it's a game that's designed to munch your quarters so it's not like you're sitting there like really trying to you know, oh, I got to beat Zaxxon and I'm really paying attention to how well it controls because it's kind of just an arcade spectacle. It's, you know, you put your quarter in, you lose and you move on. Mm-hmm. But um, no, um, so far I'm just not feeling the love that I felt for Odyssey with 3D World, long story short. So I'm not surprised. Not- I personally didn't care for it too much. I played a bit of it, never finished it, but uh, it just felt like a good four-player game, you know? like the I haven't the- touched the multiplayer and that is actually, we should specify... Odyssey does not have like a multiplayer focus really at all. I think there right. is multiplayer, but like who the hell cares? Odyssey or 3D World seems to have this <laughs> decently centric like four player thing that it's trying yeah. to do. And that's yeah. probably why the camera angle is what it is, because yes. I don't think the game would work without that camera angle for the, the for the multiplayer function. The problem is, I don't know about you. I've never really thought to myself like, geez, I've got to have multiplayer in my 3d mario never no and that and that is i think the i think when you look at the time and where nintendo was they had this view of like you need to play with your family and your friends they liked it you know and and so i had i felt like that's what they were going for with this mario game and you know having the multiple characters like toad pop in and peach yes peach luigi yeah and i think there's a fifth unlockable one Right. It, it felt like that was their approach with this game is wanting a family to play it together. And I did play it with my brother um, many years ago uh, and we tried it four players. It was a bit of a mess because we just kept jumping on each other, dropping each other in lava or getting hit. Yeah, uh, it, it's kind of messy gameplay, but it, it was fun. I'll say that. Uh, well, I think what they were trying well. to do is probably translate the success they had with multi in the new Super Mario Brothers franchise. Exactly. 3D Mario games. 100%. Um, And I don't feel like it would work as well because in 3D, when you have that depth and you need that, you need that camera, you really need that camera to be there so that you can judge your jumping distance and all this other stuff. And it's not there on that game. And it's because it's largely due to this camera angle that they had to adopt for multiplayer. And the thing is, is like new Super Mario Brothers thing is, is 
like there there was a lot of hype for that franchise when it first started. Yeah. Uh, back on DS and then Wii, Wii was where they added the mult like the serious multiplayer component, and it was the multiplayer was a huge success on Wii. But uh, I don't think people wanted that in 3D Mario, and that's probably why they I did agree. not focus yeah. on it henceforth. I'm very much a like I prefer single player games. And oh, same. I, Especially the older I get, the older I get, yeah. I want single player. Exactly. I'm and not I interested think... in investing in in the time it takes to be good at a multiplayer game anymore. Yep. Same here. And I think Mario doesn't really need to be, uh, you know, multiplayer. So I agree with you there. Well, and even like, back I on the Galaxy games. Yeah. Well, in Galaxy had a multiplayer component too, but it was like completely irrelevant it was like the second person could pick up gems pick up like gems it was like the, it was like you could yeah you, yeah you could give it to like your five-year-old kid or something and they would mm-hmm. have like something to do but it was like you know it was not a big focus um yep. but i will say you know I'm, I'm kind of beating on this what i always and we've mentioned in the past what i always appreciate about nintendo is they are thinking about local multiplayer in a way that nobody else does in the industry right. and um for me, anyways, I I still think mo- local multiplayer is important, and I actually prefer it over online multiplayer in for most occasions. Uh, yeah, and I just prefer the social experience uh, mm-hmm. that that provides. That you can't, I don't think you can replicate it online the same way. True. So I, I get you, man. I think it's totally true, and that's why I'm glad that. Uh... Halo Infinite supposed to bring back uh, the split screen couch co-op man. Yeah, so let's well, hope. and that's a that's a great example. It's just it's it's uh, <laughs> this just this this sort of war against split screen. Especially what I don't get about it is the consoles are becoming more and more powerful, and it seems to me we're getting we're getting like kind of diminishing returns on 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 visual. I, uh, I'm yeah. sure some listeners disagree. I mean, I can tell the difference between ray tracing on and ray tracing off, folks, but it's like. I, I am a gameplay first guy. I am like, I can, I mean, I play window. One of the things I say that I like about windows is that it's got 20 plus years of backward compatibility. I have games that were for windows 95, windows 98 that will still run on windows 10. Right. And those games aren't good looking games <laughs> by today's standards, but they're yeah. great games. So it's, you know, that this, it is a reason to be a PC gamer. If you care about games preservation, if you care about backward compatibility, I think a key argument, if you if that's something you care about, is is well, uh, Windows gaming desktop is about the best you can get then in today's right. market. So you know, true. Um, but moving on uh, from 3D World, I recently acquired a 2DS, and wow, am I okay? I'm gonna I am <laughs> gonna come across as a Nintendo fanboy, but it, I oh, am in boy. love with this thing. I'm in love with my behind the times right now, bro. I well, so just to give some background, I've actually bought a 3DS at launch. But if anybody who knows their gaming history knows the 3DS launch was kind of a disaster. That was that was when Nintendo came out with like the it had the really wobbly hinge. Uh, It was kind of oddly shaped. The if you shut the top and kept it in your pocket, it would actually scratch the top screen and partially ruined the 3d effect on the original 3ds because mm-hmm. if folks don't remember the bottom screen was actually uh raised it was a raised bottom screen so what people used to have to do was they used to have to st- the, the unit actually came with a piece of foam and when i would shut it i would actually stick the foam that it came with 
in between the two screens so that the bottom screen would not scratch the top screen. And um, I mean, it was just not a good launch. And then they ended up doing like a $50 price drop or a $30 price drop. I can't remember. Yeah, what. it was like, 50 like, bucks. It was it a was. decent sized price drop. And yep. then to, to accommodate for this to the pre-existing user base that had foolishly paid the full price, like, and this is like three months into the system. I think it was, it was like maybe even sooner that they announced it. Because it was it was a bad launch. It was a really bad launch. And they go, oh, well, we're going to give you a bunch of, we're going to do the ambassador program. You're going to get a bunch of GBA games you probably don't care about. <laughs> and it's like, really what they should have done is they probably should have given you like a coupon for the eShop of like, here, go get like two, you know, I don't even remember if the eShop was really around. It must have been I though, because you could, you could get the virtual consoles games for the ambassador program. So it must have been around in some capacity, but it's like, okay, here's, you know, Go get two download games. That's probably what should have happened for the ambassador program of your choice. But I, I mean, I, I appreciated some of the GBA titles. I think I played a, quite a bit of the F Zero game, but um, that was a good one. Yeah, it, yeah, and I. Uh, so, anyways, I cut it loose. I sold it as an, the like pretty quickly after they announced that, and I downloaded the I activated the ambassador program, and then I sold it. And the reason I sold it is because you could actually, if you had an ambassador 3DS there was a period where you could kind of recoup most of your money on eBay. Um, so I only ended up like losing like $20 on the whole affair. But uh, then I always kind of intended to come back to it at some point, uh, even though I felt kind of cheated. And uh, <laughs> I just kept on not coming back to it. And eventually what happened was the new 3DS came out and I bought like a limited edition Mario unit that included Super Mario 3D Land and pre-installed. Then I moved cross country and I forgot it at home. And I kept forgetting this thing every time I would come home for one reason or another. And so I just never opened it and it sat on my shelf. And over by the time I thought about opening it, I was like, well, A, it's dead. And B, since I haven't opened that thing, it might be worth money. So I go and check eBay. It's worth like 500 bucks sealed, 500, 600 bucks sealed. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm not opening that now. And then eventually I was just like, you know, I kept on thinking to myself, like, eh, if I come across a good deal on a 2DS or a 3DS, I'll buy it and, and check out the games I want to check out. Right. So anyways, uh, some refurbs popped up on Nintendo's website for 50 bucks for a 2DS. And I bought I bought one. And I'm in love with the thing. I'm absolutely in love with it. I'm playing Samus Returns. It's a really good Metroid game. Um, I've also been playing Shinobi. Uh, which was like 2013. That was like a really early Switch title. Yeah. Uh, and it's also really good. Uh, do I wish I had uh, the 3D effect? Sometimes, but for the most part, I, I think it's just kind of a novelty from what I remember. Yeah, or at least, it is. You know, it, it, it's, I don't think it's like deal-breaking to not have it, but mm -hmm. there's some games where I think it would be cool um, to see like, uh, you know, there's definitely some parts of Shinobi where I think like, oh, th this was definitely designed to kind of exploit the 3D effect. Yep. But um it's a it's, Shinobi's really good. It's difficult. I think it's pretty faithful to the Genesis entries. Um, it got mixed reviews, but I think people were just uh, those people probably didn't play Shinobi back on Genesis or and anything that Sega people hate on. Let's be honest. Yeah, that's also a factor. Um, it's definitely, I mean, dated in terms of its gameplay design, but like mm -hmm. it's dated because it's pretty f like it's not like Streets of Rage Four. Streets of Rage Four is kind of like this reimagining and uh, like let's take streets of rage, but update it for the modern era. Yep. Shinobi's really other than the visual aspect, of course, as far as a gameplay, uh, the gameplay goes, it is, it feels like it could be like a Sega Saturn game. Yep. 
even visually actually it feels like it could be a sega saturn game really other than the 3d effect if, if you know but in in just playing 2d it's not super visually impressive like it looks like it could be an or like a pretty early 3d title um it's 2.5d but it's it's a difficult game you have to like you know enemies have patterns and they just repeat the same action over and over again just like they did in the arcade title and uh you know you you learn those patterns and you kind of memorize them and know how to react to each of them each time and you optimize around that but it's it's a fun game i'm really enjoying that but i'm mostly spending my time on samus returns which is supposed to be a 10-hour game i'm i think i've already i think i'm like less than maybe ha- i'm halfway through and i'm already 10 hours in so damn I'm, I am not doing it right. I know that, <laughs> but uh, I'm having a good time, so I don't really care. Um, and it's been a long time since I played a Metroid game. The last Metroid game I played was uh, Metroid Prime One on Wii in the Metroid Prime trilogy release. So it's almost a decade. Damn, it's been something a while, like that. man. Yeah. yeah. So it, I, I'm, and it, it was been even longer since I played a 2D Metroid title. So. Um, it's been a while and I kind of had to like relearn some things and figure some stuff out. But, <laughs> and I also keep like, I kept getting lost initially cause I kind of didn't know how to really use the map and, um, you know, just like, <laughs> stuff like, such like that. A, <laughs> yeah, it's a damn good game though. Um, uh, you know, Mondo's actually a pretty big Metroid fan. I think Yeah, he's, I he's, am. I have been wanting to play this. I have, and I didn't because I thought it was too expensive. But yeah, I actually I own other M. I bought it day one. I have the uh, the Wii Metroid Prime Collection that's worth a pretty good penny. Um, I still have my Metroid Fusion. I still have my uh, Metroid Remake for the GBA as well. I mean, I have Super Metroid, all that. So yeah, like I love Metroid. Um, I, I was telling you, you know, on Discord, like I as a kid, I had. Metroid 2 and I got my butt kicked every single time I played that game. Never finished it. It was way too hard. Uh, so I always wanted to play this remake just to finally be able to play like a, a version of it that I could probably beat. But um, yeah, it's, it was a bit pricey and I'm sure prices are that much more expensive than they were back in the day. But uh, someday I will definitely have a chance to, to get to it. Um, other than that, I also checked out Star Fox 64, which seems like a pretty competent remake. That's cool. Um, it controls really well with the touchscreen, uh, which isn't surprising to me because it, if you, anybody remembers Star Fox Command on DS, that game controls yep. super well. Which, by the way, that's actually a, a, a pretty underrated Star Fox game in my view. That game was actually pretty great. Uh, and then Sakura Samurai. The main thing, I, with Sakura Samurai, I just checked that out a little bit. I kind of beat like the first few areas. It's a Yukio Futatsugi title, which he's the guy who designed Panda Dragoon. But uh, this game is—it's it, pretty cool. But it's like it was just a little eShop title, so it's—it's it's probably not gonna be the, not gonna be like that long or super in depth. Yeah. But um, uh, the main thing I keep thinking though about 3DS, and I kept expecting it to happen throughout the lifespan of the system, was how the hell did this with the 3D effect not get like an F Zero game? Because like that is a game that they could have done some cool 3D effects with. Like even if they just updated like F Zero GX from GameCube, right? It just seems like mind boggling to me that it did not have. Uh, there's like I mean I know it's been it's been so long since the last F Zero game. It's ridiculous at this point, but it was an opportunity to just even do like an updated F Zero GX with the added stereoscopic 3D and call it a day. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I'm having a blast with that. Uh, they actually did another listing of of uh, 2DSs, and I don't know if folks have been checking the values of these things, but they're for some reason 2DSs, 3DSs, they're worth 
a lot of money right now. And I actually, it was the, I, the first batch was like electric blue. So I grabbed that. That's the one I'm going to keep. But I also, they just relisted uh, with like a white and red unit. And I grabbed two of them just for kind of families and friends scenario. Cause <laughs> I I'm, I'm really enjoying it. It was only 50 bucks a pop. So yeah, you can't go wrong, but um, uh, it's the best $50 I've spent on a gaming situation. I think in a really long time let's <laughs> it's like it, it's it's tough to get so much value out of 50 bucks in terms of video games anymore and i'm I, like this thing is, like i mean i remember when they discontinued n64 and you could get an n64 for 50 bucks in like the late 90 or early 2000 the gamecubes even for 50 bucks yeah, they got they those got down to like forty nine, I think. Mm-hmm. The Dreamcast, I think, got down to twenty nine ninety nine at the very yep. end when they finally clearanced them out. Th- those days are gone. You're not getting no. like recently discontinued systems. Nope. So I'm stoked about the refurb. It doesn't like I was expecting like like more typical Amazon quality refurb. It's it's not. It's <laughs> like like new condition. Included an SD card, the charger, the augmented reality cards that were packed in with the units. It included, uh, and it's got a one-year Nintendo warranty, so it's basically like new. It's, it's. I, I couldn't spot a scratch on it. But, anyways, we should launch into rumors. Um, speaking of Nintendo, our first rumor is that there's allegedly going to be a Switch Pro. It's rumored to launch this year uh, in September or, or October. Could be announced in June. Rumored price point is uh, $399. I really doubt this, uh, but if the OLED display is true, maybe it, uh, it's, it's allegedly going to have a 7-inch OLED display with 4K output to TVs. Um, yeah. I you know I still think $399 is kind of unlikely, but I could see Nintendo doing just a really premium uh, kind of upgrade. Uh, and then the games will probably still look the same, but it'll just be like a really high-quality screen. And, uh, you know, maybe some more built-in storage or something like that kind of things like feature ads. Like yeah, that. I think it's possible. Wasn't the switch, uh, like 350 or was it three nine? No, it was 299. It's always okay. been They've never price dropped it either. Gotcha. Was the Wii U the one that hit 350 or was it only 250 and the 299 models? I honestly can't remember. I thought I the think- Wii U was the 350. Maybe I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember, but I feel like I didn't buy one anyways. Yeah, I feel like they continue to go up like fifty dollar increments. Uh, like the 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 Wii was also, uh, I think two fifty or something like that, and it kept going up. Or the then the Wii U was like three hundred, three fifty or something. But I don't know. I I think it's totally possible. Like you said, if it has an OLED screen in four K, I can see them hit it for four hundred dollars. But for what's for what's supposed to be like a 4k upgrade, I, it's pretty hefty, man. It's a hefty price to pay. I think um, if, if it's like, got the OLED screen, then it's, if it's actually got a seven inch <laughs> OLED screen, like they're saying, then yeah, that'll justify it. But Especially if it's got like thing? 128 gigs or something on board memory right. or storage rather, I should say. I would rather just wait for whatever's supposed to be the switch Two though, or something, right? Unless this is supposed to, be that upgrade, which I don't think it's no. supposed to be, right? No. It's like well, a mid-gen upgrade like the Pro I could and, see uh, Nintendo going into kind of like a <laughs> mobile device territory where they like still support the old original Switch, but it just start games just start to run like trash on it. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's like, sort true. of like an like an iPhone situation where it's like, yeah, you can play this on your you know three gen old iPhone, but it's gonna run like dirt. Right. Yeah, I guess it's possible. I just uh, I don't know. I'd, I'd have to see what uh, you know if they pull a new Nintendo 3DS or whatever and have exclusive content for it, then people are gonna be upset. You know, like like they did with that. Um, it wasn't a lot, but I know some people were mad about a few games that landed on it. Um, anyways, uh, the next uh, rumor we have is that Valve is uh, supposedly working on a uh, Switch-like portable, uh, codenamed Steam Pal. Uh, I guess uh, they've been reporting that multiple sources uh, who are familiar with the device have been talking about it, uh, and that it's supposed to run a large number of games, uh, Steam games, via Linux and could launch as early as uh, the end of this year. Uh, that's interesting. I mean, I don't know that there that people would be interested in a um, a portable Steam little PC, but I don't know how you feel about it. it it's, I it's probably wouldn't buy concept. one. Yeah, I didn't think you would. I honestly can't see any like any PC gamer supporting something like this, like they didn't support the, uh, the Steam boxes or whatever those were called. Um, but it's an interesting concept, I guess. We'll see if it pans out. There's too much overhead with the OS for, like, I'd rather just do, like, a Switch device, basically. Right. I always say if you're a PC gamer, you're best off, and it's only becoming more and more true, you're best off getting whatever, like, Nintendo handheld and, uh, and just keeping your PC. Like, don't yeah. bother with Xbox or PlayStation. Just have your <laughs> PC, and then on the go... I mean, some people like, uh, I mean, there's people who get gaming laptops, to be honest with you, I've never understood it. I've had gaming laptops. It's such a compromise in terms of battery life that it's defeats the purpose of the mobility in the first place. So it's, yeah, you just, you know, you build a gaming desktop or if you want buy a pre-built at this point, actually, because I guess the shortages are pretty bad, but Mm -hmm. uh, pre-builts might be easier to get your hand on. In fact, I was reading articles to that effect, but um, uh, nonetheless, yeah. I'm not interested in a Valve handheld. Yeah, it's interesting. I wonder if uh, I, I just don't know who the audience would be for something like that. You know, um, I don't know who they're, they're, they'd be driving that sale to. Uh, but anyways, it also leads into uh, I guess Gabe Newell teasing a, uh, a Steam-related console announcement, uh, and they've been talking about you know I guess at a Q and A they were asking him about you know potentially seeing Steam games on consoles. Uh, you know, to which he said you know you'll get a better idea by the end of the year so well, it, 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 that, that article's incorrectly worded because it wouldn't be well actually no what they're doing is because the, i watched the video so the students asked phrased the question uh steam games on consoles which does not make sense because steam is a service and valve's mm-hmm. the company that makes the games, so they should have asked valve games valve on, games on, on but anyways the article's quoting the the uh and in fact that all the, the news is pretty much quoting the students and how they improperly phrased the question but I'm curious to see if he's referring to the Steam Pal, right? And maybe that's what he's that's maybe it. what he's talking about. Or yeah. some people theorize that he was maybe gonna maybe talking about like Half Life Alex coming to PlayStation Five or Xbox. Oh, interesting. I mean, okay. there's a variety of factors. Yeah, I could see that coming to PlayStation for sure because of PSVR, right? Um, yeah, there's going to be a next gen PSVR. That's mm-hmm. almost uh, coming to Xbox. I think is a little bit questionable because Xbox does not have much has not displayed much interest in uh vr yeah what happened to that thing they were working on never never hololens HoloLens. yeah never never really came out yeah interesting uh in a a serious capacity anyways 
the next uh, rumor that we have was that Valve wants, uh, supposedly wants Game Pass on Steam. Um, I believe this. Yeah, I could see it as well. And uh, I'm sure Microsoft would want to also have Game Pass on stoked. Steam. Yeah, I'd be absolutely stoked about this. Um, it, I have the Xbox app, but I would be yeah. way rather download the games via Steam. Me too. Um, next piece of, well, not, not news, but rumor is Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart's uh, hints at coming to PC. Uh, it's the last trailer mentioned it being a PlayStation 5 console exclusive. If you're a PC gamer, you're used to reading between the lines on that term. <laughs> yeah. uh, and the final rumor is that uh, it's related to, we're going to basically mention it later, but Microsoft has a Windows event on june 24th but there's a rumor that they may completely drop that first of all that they're going to redesign the windows store which is necessary yeah uh, it's a mess um but the big the big rumor regarding sort of tying into this apple epic versus apple lawsuit and store cuts as we've discussed in the past uh is that windows store may completely eliminate uh the microsoft cut of 12 to 30 percent depending on what you're selling if you handle your own customer support and your own per, uh, payment processing. Interesting. So that's the final rumor. And uh, now we're heading into news. Cool. Uh, first piece of news we have is uh, no more heroes. One and two are officially coming to PC on June 9th. Um, I guess Exceed uh, officially announced that they're coming to PC uh, and uh, they released two new trailers to uh, celebrate the fact that they're coming. I'm, not surprised i think it's a long time coming that these games yeah. are making their way over they're pretty cool man i actually liked um i agree too i agree first good quite games. a bit yeah i think we played we it both, on Wii. yeah me too i think we both like suda games uh and uh i really enjoyed uh, both of them on the wii and i know um they've been made available on like luna and stuff i played a bit of one again but not a whole lot just to retry it and it's it's still pretty cool it's not too bad yeah they're kind of unique games yeah. Um, next piece of news we have is a uh, Crisis Trilogy Remastered was announced. Uh, just confirmed that both uh, Crisis Two and Crisis Three will be present in Crisis Remastered Trilogy. Crisis Remastered Trilogy features single-player remasters of Crisis Two and Three, optimized in partnership with Saber Interactive uh, for today's consoles and PC. So pretty cool. I've yet to play all of the Crisis games. I think I only played one a little bit. Uh, one's great, and then Warhead. Uh, next piece of news is New Time Splitters is devel in development by former Free Radical devs. Uh, Deep Silver announced today the formation of a new studio that will bring the much-loved Time Splitters brand back to life. Uh, so, you know, uh, cool. nothing to show for it yet, but I know <laughs> Time Splitters has quite the cult fan base, and a lot of folks are excited to uh, to see that franchise return. That's cool. And it's been a long time coming, too, because they even had that uh, hidden remake in Homefront. That's right. I remember you talked about that last time. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> next piece of news is uh, Resident Evil 8 has officially shipped 3 million units worldwide. Uh, additionally, the the total number of games sold in the series now exceed 100 million uh, since it debuted in 1996. Um, touched on this game earlier on the, on, on the cast. Uh pretty solid game not surprised uh, that it's been doing so well i know it broke some records on uh streaming when it was uh when it debuted and so i think a lot of people are excited to give it a shot uh next piece of news sega wants to revive their dormant ips in their financial report they 
revealed that uh, they want to focus more on their uh, uh, their titles that haven't received basically much focus in the past few years. Uh, what's frustrating about the list is um, I, I feel like their fans have been clamoring for this for years, and I feel like yeah. now they're starting to pay attention because they licensed out their IP in terms of Panzer Dragoon, Streets of Rage, uh, Wonder Boy, all that stuff. They've been, these have been getting recent entries entries that did not involve Sega because these developers and publishers licensed the IP from Sega. And lo and behold, they're actually, for the most part, good, uh, good games. Uh, yeah. So it's like, I, I really have to wonder, like, how is Sega, when people can just come up to, like, Sega, license the IP and make a better game than Sega usually does when they try to, like, I mean, I don't know if folks remember like the Golden Axe re- remake in like 2010 or whatever yep. level made and like their reasoning for buying Secret Level. If you go read on Wikipedia, I believe it was Simon Jeffries who made the call to buy Secret Level. It was like it's across the street from headquarters. God, that was yeah. like the reason when, when they were located in San Francisco. It's oh, like, no. don't, don't you think you'd be better off like scouting a, a developer based on like, the quality <laughs> of their output rather than how close they are to the office? Oh, like, geez. you know, I mean, it's just bizarre. But uh, <laughs> the list of titles includes Crazy Taxi, which actually they have given recent entries on mobile. Not that anybody cares about those. Uh, And then uh, Jet Set Radio, which why not start with Jet Set Radio Future? Because that's That's still supported elsewhere. Space Channel 5, which actually did recently receive a VR title. Mm -hmm. Uh, Res, which also, yet again, licensed out, but in this case to the original developer, and he made Res VR and uh, Res Infinite, rather. And uh, great game, by the way, another great game that didn't involve Sega. Panzer Dragoon, which had a recent remake that wasn't so well received, mostly due to control and camera issues. Knights, Shinobi, which yet again, uh, I do hate to say it, uh, Shinobi was a game that did involve Sega. They published it. They, they, you know, they did the game with Kryptonite. Yep. It, I don't think it did well because it was a very early 3DS game and it took quite a bit for the 3DS to kind of get online and get traction. And yep. so I think it, I think it kind of got overlooked. Uh, but unfortunately, that was a case of Sega actually making a good revival of a franchise and then nobody paying attention to it, which has also happened, uh, to be fair, because that even happened with Shinobi on PS2, really. Uh, PS2, like the PS2 Shinobi was actually a, a really good game for the period at the time. Uh, I don't know how well it's aged, but, um, you know, there's there's been multiple occasions of that. Sega, like Valkyrie Chronicles 4 is probably the most recent one where they tried again. Was a good game, and I don't think it did well. Um, so, anyways, uh, Virtual Fighter, which, of course, just got an entry on yet again. Okay, so this so Virtual Fighter, you just had Virtual Fighter 5, a new version of Virtual Fighter 5, and it's on exclusively on a last-gen platform. So, you know, there's just kind of boneheaded decisions like that. Altered Beast. I don't think anybody actually really wants to see Altered Beast. <laughs> no. Didn't, didn't, didn't they have a PS2 game or something? They did, that... and it was Japan only, and I think My it followed. God. Whoa, uh, House of the Dead, which uh, the big deal with House of the Dead, I think, is how you do the oh, light gun experience at this point with LCDs. Right. I don't know how you do that. Uh, you could do something on Switch, actually, technically, because it's got the infrared. Yeah, um, that's true. You could do a House of the Dead Switch game because it's got the infrared like uh, on the on one of the Joy Cons, so it works like a Wiimote. Because mm-hmm. uh, one of the perks of the Wii was actually that there was a bit of a light gun renaissance on Wii. 
there was like House of the Dead 2 and 3 Return, and then House yeah. of the Dead Overkill, the original version of House of the Dead Overkill is a Wii game. The there Dark was Side Chronicles uh, 2, Resident Evil games, like Gun. Yeah, there was uh, the... Dead Space 2 as well, I think. Dead, well, no, not 2, but there was well, a Dead, Dead Space. Space. Yeah, as well. There I was mean. a Dead Space <laughs> light gun title, and then there was also, a, I think, two Dragon Quest spinoff light gun games. That's right. And then uh, there was... Uh, there was also, I think it was like Ghost Force or something like that, another Sega oh, yeah. arcade title. Yep, and then, yep. um, gosh, there was even more than that. There was, uh, there was a freaking a remake of those PS1 light gun games from Konami. I can't remember the name of them. But uh, there was a lot of light gun. If you were like a fan of light gun games, like the last time you were happy was probably on Wii. Yeah, um, <laughs> for sure. Which I am actually a fan of light gun games. I like light gun games. Yeah. But uh, and the Wii, frankly, I I would say it's probably the best system for light gun games ever. It had a huge library of light gun games. If you mm -hmm. like light gun games, uh, some people would argue that the games didn't control as well as old school light guns. But old school light guns don't work on lcd panel yeah. or like flat screens they only work on 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 two like you know crt televisions so um anyways it's, it's gonna get you know so yeah version. so basically there are like uh i think what is it like you know flat screen light guns but they're pretty freaking expensive they're not consumer friendly pricing mm -hmm. uh i i've looked i remember looking into one uh at one point for pc and it was like 200 plus dollars just for the light gun it's not a it's not a cheap yeah. proposition so um anyways basically the wii was the last time that there was like a mass market option for for light gun titles yep. but anyways um i'd love to see sega return to some of their franchises would have loved it if they were involved in streets of rage 4 and monster world 4 and uh yeah. Panzer dragoon remake if they could be involved in this stuff that'd be great or if they actually uh, made the good sonic version the sonic mania <laughs> well they did well they published they were involved in that they published That's it true. So yeah. they published it um super bomber man uh goes free to play on pc i believe it's actually free to play on every platform that's uh, on May 27th so it's already happened but if you're interested in super bomber if you're interested in bomberman i should say uh it's actually not a bad game. I played it on Xbox yeah. when it was in Game Pass, and it is a faithful Bomberman title <laughs> and the first one in a long time. So, if you are in, and it's on like every platform now, so uh, yep. check it out. Uh, I was happy to see Bomberman make a return, and that's uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for Bomberman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a cool game. I, the only thing I liked about it was that you could they had a ton of skins. Uh, so you could play as like uh, characters from Castlevania, I think Snake and, and Raiden and stuff from Metal Gear. Kind of interesting. Uh, but anyways, uh, Square Enix announces Dragon Quest Twelve and uh, a 2 HD remake of Dragon Quest III. Um, for Dragon Quest Twelve, they only showed the logo, really. It was a very small trailer. It looks pretty dark from what we got to see. Uh, which is interesting because Final Fantasy uh, 16 uh, looks to be a pretty mature kind of darker tone to the Final Fantasy series. So that's their approach right now, I guess. Um, but uh, Dragon Quest 3, I played as a kid uh, a long time ago on the Game Boy Color way back in the day. Uh, and I never got to finish it, uh, but I'm definitely looking forward to this uh, 2D HD remake. It looks a lot like Octopath Traveler. 
uh, it just looks beautiful. Honestly, it's such a nice looking game. Um, if you haven't seen the trailer for it, highly recommend you check it out. But uh, as a big Dragon Quest fan, I'm very excited for these uh, both of these games. Uh, Sega announced, going back to Sega, uh, <laughs> Sega announced uh, a new Sonic title. Not sure anybody cares anymore. It is a new Sonic title. It is coming to PC. Um, there's a little teaser trailer where it looks kind of like there's like pixels around them. So I think they're trying right. to allude to classic Sonic. They always try to like get people slightly excited by the idea that, Hey, yeah. we're going back to what people liked. Right. And I think the only time that actually panned out was Sonic mania. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Although <laughs> I, generations. I liked it. I know some people hate it. It's game. Generations, generations. It's not, no, as far as like Sonic team made Sonic games, it's the best since it's Sonic adventure two. Yes, and totally. uh, it is actually, I would say, a good game. It's just, it it's not like a great game. Yeah, it's not a great game. It's got tons of issues. Um, <clears throat> additionally, they announced that they are porting Sonic Colors, which was originally a Wii title. Uh, they're doing a sort of a remake of it, actually, more than a port uh, to modern platforms. It's Sonic Colors was another game around the time of Sonic Gens, Sonic Generations, where yeah. people said it was like a good Sonic title. I actually did not play Sonic Colors, so I don't Me know. Me neither. But I will check this out. I will say it's also launching on Epic Game Store, which is not going to be super popular with PC folks. Oh, great. But, um, but uh, nonetheless, it launches on nine uh, September seventh, so not far off. Uh, I'll check it out. I'm I don't cool. have high, I don't have high hopes. Um, I've heard great things, man. I don't know. Like, I, I really did hear yeah, a lot of good stuff about it. Yeah, don't believe stuff you hear about Sonic. That's the, the other yeah. than the titles and Mania. And actually the <laughs> racing games. The racing games are good. But the platformers, like, even Sonic Adventure 1 and 2, if we're being 100% honest, they have not. They were good. I What I say about Sonic Adventure 1 and 2, good games when they came out, not good games today. Um Anyway. I don't know. I could, I could replay DX, man, on the cube. It still runs good. It still plays smooth. I uh, I just the camera angles and things kill me sometimes, but I still think it's a good game. I haven't played two in a while, so I, I don't know. I still say Sonic Adventure One is good, uh, but uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to go back and try too. Um, but those were uh, Heroes. I know was really bad. I, I could not get past like the first couple levels on that game. And it's, it was a terrible game. Anyways, don't want to keep talking about Sonic. Who wants to keep talking about Sonic? If this were like circa 1995, sure. You mean <laughs> you're not excited about colors and the new Sonic announcement? Come on. Not really. I'll play them, but I, I, I don't get I don't get my hopes up for Sonic anymore. Yeah. I am excited for this next Sega announcement, which is PSO2, Fantasy Star Online 2, New Genesis, which is basically like the massive upgrade to Fantasy Star Online 2. Yeah. Uh, it does come out on June 9th, so if you're not going to be playing No More Heroes, maybe you'll check this out. It is, uh, you know, it, it is free to play, uh, just like... Awesome the initial fantasy star online too. And it's cross play between Xbox and PC. Super cool. So, there you go. Uh, then additionally, this is kind of almost rumor territory, but also not because it was an official Sony documentation, but basically in, uh, um, they, when they were doing their kind of like, briefing, was it state of play. 
No, it was like a financial briefing, like an investor relationship briefing. Okay. Uh, they listed Uncharted 4 as a game that they were planning to release on PC. This is a huge deal because this is the top selling first party PS4 yeah. title uh, by a decent margin. The Uncharted is their biggest franchise. If it comes to PC, it basically means that everything they've got is eventually probably going to hit PC. Yeah. They would not give up Uncharted 4 if they wanted to keep focusing. Because like a lot of people were like, why is Days Gone coming? Right. Um, and thought like, oh, maybe Sony's just going to do like their smaller franchises. Not that Horizon was a small franchise, but kind of like do some weird choices in what's coming to PC. But Uncharted 4 is as big as it gets for Sony. Uh, and it probably means the first three Uncharted games are coming too. Also, probably means the IP is not retired, like they've been kind of saying it is. It probably, mean, which I always, I've always thought like you're not going to give up. You know, this game sold 18 million units. 19 million yeah, units. I can see them. They're not giving that like up. Nathan Drake's daughter pick up where the story left off. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, Nathan Drake's probably retired, and they'll probably yes. go to some other character. Yeah, I'm sure that's going to be the case. The other area that's open is prequels. Of course, there's you know, right. I mean, it, the Uncharted one starts like mid career for Nathan Drake. You know, it doesn't start yeah. at the beginning. So, and they hint at some parts of uh, Nathan's like uh, upbringing and uh, and a bit of uh, I think his brother. When you play, I think three. There's segments when you're no, young. Four. 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 That's right. Yeah, there's little segments where you go back in time and play some, seg- you know, when he's a kid, uh, sneaking into I think like a museum or something. All anyway, sorts of stuff. Yeah, yeah there's tons yeah. of stuff in the fourth game with where you play as him young, right. and it, like those flashbacks. But mm-hmm. uh, they could just make a whole game focused on his origins and stuff like that. It's true. Um, last piece of news is uh, Microsoft is set to unveil. Uh, as we inferred earlier at the June 24th event, the next version of Windows. So I guess they were lying when they said Windows 10 was the last version of Windows and that it was just going to be like continually <laughs> updated. But I mean, it, it's not like official official, but it's pretty official that there will be a new version of Windows debuted at this thing. Um, the source on this article, for example, is Bloomberg. Right. Um, so it's pretty reputable. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll see what it looks like. I'm pretty happy with Windows 10, but yeah, I like Windows 10. Uh, I'm I mean, not like dying for a major revision. No, no. Ho- hopefully it's not awful, and they just kind of, you know, I don't I think want they to just need to, They just need to update a few things, you know, like the Windows Store, which they're you know, yes, that update, to, you know, yeah, that needs to be redone. But mm-hmm. other than that, folks, that's uh, that's, that's the news. Yeah, walking in at an hour here, but not uh, bad. I guess we'll see you next time. All right. See you later.